The Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is The Podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 235. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's working retail in Christmas time. (laughs) Someone's watching Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) And joining us all the way from beautiful Adelaide in South Australia from Roll to Cast is Sean Flell. Ah! <laughs> and Christopher Bond. I'm going to make a normal sound. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking normies. Right, what a normie. <laughs> no, I need to take a swig of water after that. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, of course, this is the Simpsons Index. We review Simpsons like this episode. Mm-hmm. We just watched season 24, episode 14, Gorgeous Grandpa. First released in March of 2013, it was directed by Chuck Sheets. He certainly does. <laughs> Written by Matt Selman. He doesn't. In this episode, <laughs> uh, the family discovered that Grandpa used to be a, a wrestler, a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he uh, adopted like a gorgeous George style character, very flamboyant and very heelish and very, uh, yeah, all that. And then, but joins the wrestling game as well. Hey guys, what did we think? Oh, um, hmm. You got problems and I got notes and also I'm just like a little peek behind the curtain. We're having a chat before the the podcast started. I was very quiet because I'm very tired. All my energy is going to be poured into this and for this episode, which I'm already forgetting and just, I fuck, I don't care, man. (laughs) This is the only time in six years of podcasting that I get to flex these credentials. So I love it. Like I'm I'm coming at this episode as a 25-year wrestling fan. And also currently in a commentator and announcer for a wrestling Mm -hmm. company and also for an international touring company. So I've got a unique perspective and I have thoughts and opinions. And I finally get to flex it. Don't need no bachelor's, don't need no advanced (laughs) diploma. Just got the the school of Foxtel, baby. Learned on the streets, baby. On the couches, on the sofas. (laughs) Learning the the ways, the holds. None of them barred. I'm really impressed that you managed to find an episode that would upset the wrestling fans, (laughs) upset the queer people, especially my trans boyfriend who was watching along with me. Just just like, nailed. Fence. Like, how stunning. Stunning Both work. barrels at once. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, it was hook one. It's sinker. only it's only ten years old, isn't it? Like you're right. Yeah. It's, like, it's ten years, right? Are we looking at what is it? 2012 or 2014? When was 2013 it? Mm-hmm. in March? Blah. If that if that helps. Oh, yeah, they, Chris. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm so Hello. sorry because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I haven't actually watched this episode for a while. The part I remembered was that Grandpa is a professional mm. wrestler. Yeah. And, and you thought, get your wrestling boys on. And also yeah, me, that's it. That's exactly why I brought this episode for you. <laughs> I totally forgot that there was the whole fucking gay element to it that is... No, I, it was so stunning. I was like, no, it was really, really interesting because I wouldn't want this episode to be... Like, those sorts of things to be criticised by anyone other than, like, someone mm-hmm. who's queer. And, like, I got quotes from my boyfriend, my trans boyfriend, to, to, to tackle stuff like that as well. I'm, like, literally quoting him later in this episode. Great. Um, I'm, I'm so, so sorry, so, Karma. No, it's really good. Those are no, the people who need to be saying this and criticising it. You yeah. don't apologise. Current showrunner Mark Selman can apologise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I salute you, sir. I salute you. This is fan- this is great. I love getting my uh, my teeth stained yellow with the blood of Simpsons flesh. Oh, the blood of Simpsons flesh. The flesh of the Simpsons. Look, by so the flesh of Simpsons blood. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There it you was go. a good line. I liked it. Despite like it's one of those lines I didn't think about, but I felt it visceral. And then I drew attention like, to it and ruined yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's Just classic. Back Chris. yourself, man. Just like <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> does when they when they drew attention to the booze versus booze line i wanted to oh, throw right. <laughs> like, yeah. we, 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 we get the joke <laughs> i've also never turned on marge quicker in an episode yeah. <laughs> like i was so on board with her in the first five minutes i'm like you know what this is sweet marge this is just mm. lovely marge. then i'm like oh it's just a bit to it's all d- performative oh and i was just yeah. like you i it, god damn it <laughs> I turned on Marge a couple of times, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about that in a bit. Marge takes a heel turn. Yeah, twice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, two yeah, she, big, she big shows it. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Well, let's uh, hook into this thing and yeah, let's dig our teeth into the yellowy flesh. BT, we'll start with mm. you. For better or worse, oh. what's a moment that stands out to you from this episode? Is this the episode where they told you wrestling isn't real? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I really <laughs> hated that bit where it's like literally Mr. Burns staring down the camera going, but if wrestling isn't real, all wrestling fans are idiots. And it's like, I have never met a wrestling fan who thought it was real. I mean, not since 1993 anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, the fakeness of it is, you know, from a slight outsider's perspective, is the point. It's the melodrama and the athleticism and the stunts. It's choreographed, we know, good lord. But yeah, to stare down the barrel of the camera and the front-facing Mr. Burns, and yeah, I wrote it verbatim because I couldn't help but take it personally. Every fan (laughs) in the history of the sport is a complete and utter moron. How Direct to camera. How does that argument not live and die with the fact that we can all agree that we're watching The Simpsons and it's a fake show? (laughs) Yeah, like any theater, it's just, it's a baffling idea that keeps coming up. And I don't understand why people are just so unable to grasp the concept that we understand that it's a fictional TV show that we buy into anyway. I'm just a, I'm just a grieving wrestling fan. It's just fascinating yeah it's just the worst way to do that bit as well it's also he's yeah. not pleasant front on no no, no, no. Simpsons character is no but especially quite, quite him with that nose like yeah. yeah it doesn't work front on simpsons bad it's a bad time it's a great instagram account but uh, yeah yeah terrible <laughs> concept to experience <laughs> yep. uh how about you chris what's a moment from this episode that stands out to you it's, let's see the, the transphobia would kind yeah. of stands out unfortunately i wanted to say something like i think in most episodes that i've i've come on the simpsons index i, I tried to take a positive one i don't yeah. try and go for the negatives but i got i got nothing else um yeah transphobia uh yeah. was particularly masquerading as mm. as allyship or like a criticism of um Wokeness. virtual signaling yeah that that stings quite a yeah. bit. So uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say that that stands out, which is a shame because I really wanted to talk about the singing in this oh. episode, oh. but I'm gonna have to say transphobia rather than singing. And it's also such a throwaway, disgusting line as well. Oh, like yeah. like yeah. yeah, here's the transphobia. There we go. We can move on, right? Yeah, tick that box and kept on rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're pointing out as well that. It was so performative as well and like, yeah, like acting like it was allyship and that whole first act as well where them, yeah, uncovering all this, all the gear like from Abe's storage locker mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's the first place that they went. Oh, obviously this means he's gay. All the feather boas and perfume and whatever. He's got a bunch of, yeah, buff magazines and I do shit. I yeah. do love the magazine title Heave though. That did get me. Heave I'd, as a magazine title was lovely. I'd read the fuck out of Heave. That yeah, Heave awesome. is great. <laughs> I'm about that. Um, I'm more about her. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's out of print. How about you, Sean? What stands out to you? Uh, two moments that bring up a, a very salient point about the series that just comes with age, which is, I guess, I guess, after 20, you know, at this point, 24 years of a Simpsons, mm-hmm. Why the characters are so quick to not only forget continuity, but forget really kind of pressing aspects of their personality. Number one, the fact that Bart says that he's always found Grandpa Simpson to be lame, even though one of my favorite classic Simpsons episodes yep. is the Hellfish episode where he finds out that Grandpa is like a awesome badass. Yeah, mm. that got my one better thing. And then the second one is why Homer is so... <laughs> against the gay community when there's a whole episode about him coming to terms with the fact that A, his son might be gay and B, that there are gay people in his life and that is okay. And it, yeah. th- That's like, it's the Zap episode, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of these episodes when they run out of ideas and they just want to go for the quick punch, they're just like, ah, continuity, fuck it. Character progression, mm-hmm. fuck it. Who cares? Because for the lols. And it just, it really grinds my gears. No, absolutely. And yeah, this whole angle of the they think grandpa's gay thing is really the part of the episode that drags it down for me because Mm -hmm. there was so much potential with the rest of the episode that it felt like they absolutely blitzed through plot just to make way for this first act, which was 
so cuttable. Like, yeah, because even yeah. if you're sitting there think, listening to us four beta cucks thinking about where, how we're easily offended we are, <laughs> even from a story structure perspective, the whole gay misdirect is pointless because it doesn't lead to anything new. It's just no. padding when you had, a, like, the core of this I really like. The idea of Grandpa being a flamboyant heel wrestler is really funny. I like it. But because you've got so much padding with this, you know, gay misdirect, you've got no time left to explore it. Yeah, And, and what is crazy is that you can absolutely tackle into some of those like kind of mindsets and how people perceive those flamboyant characters because that's the whole fucking point of yep. Gorgeous George, which was the character that Gorgeous Grandpa is modelled off of. He's like, he's the proto gold dust. He's a proto, like all these characters that is meant to like be a comment on an audience, like inability to accept these progressive in your face characters. And it's like the point of them going, yeah, the audience is kind of shit. Why do you hate this? Mm. And you could have easily, and not that I trust Simpsons to be able to make a comment on that sort of thing, but like, that's what you're basing your character off of. How do you miss that? Yeah, absolutely. And then it just becomes such tepid commentary on wrestling because of that. And like classic Simpsons as well, like had a couple of goes at wrestling and they were hilarious when they had like uh, the doctor and the professor of pain or whatever. One will be unmasked and killed in the ring. Yeah. And, and they're talking about one. Uh, I think Homer's talking about how one of them's got the range on him. Yeah, yeah. He's actually got a longer, so he'll be a better fighter. It's like it's wrestling. Yeah. It's fake. And the kid, it cuts straight to the kids, or the vice versa. Is the kids are making, yeah, like exactly. how it's obviously fake, and then Homer's into it. Great yeah. episode. Futurama does it amazingly. Yeah. The robot oh, yeah. fighting league. Like that's mm-hmm. a look at my crazy customs. Yeah. Like, it's it's <laughs> such oh it's so good. Yeah, go watch Shut Up and Take My Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys going to be coming back actually uh, for the new seasons? That's I'm very much intending to. That's that's my goal. Um, obviously nice. in a slightly different format to accommodate the the new season. But mm. absolutely, yes. So how was the wackiness in this episode? You know, we like to compare the wackiness and the heart. How were the cartoony moments? I did stop paying attention at one point, but everyone bidding on the storage locker with their various methods of police, wig- Chief Wiggum firing off, you know, progressively larger guns. Uh, this was... Uh. My note here was just, yeah, here's uh, like catchphrase corner. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yep. That was hey, it. Hey, you remember 20 years of Simpsons, right? Here it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it if it would have been shorter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if yep. it was snappier. Quicker, punchier. Yep. Yeah. I didn't mind it as a like a quick, you know, quarter of an act set up to get the plot rolling. Like, I thought mm. it would. And, you know, it commented on that brief trend where yeah it was all about storage wars shows and i mm. did really like homer's line it's like huh, yeah okay i'll give it one marathon yeah 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 I-, I liked that line that's a clever line yeah for all the trash we are talking here which it does deserve there are a few lines in here i did enjoy so yeah. that being one of them oh, i was just gonna say page back when me and you were living together mm. and that brief window where i also had foxtel like yep. the amount of porn stars that we watched like oh yeah <laughs> what's the thing it's antiques roadshow but with swearing and yeah. that's good yeah. yeah, I never quite got into the storage lockers shows as well. Same thing. Literally the same yeah. deal. It's just Antiques Roadshow. Just give yeah. me Antiques Roadshow, but with hillbillies. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but like, again, like Chris mentioned, it's a, it's a joke that goes on for far too long because then they keep it going mm. in the second act and the third act of the film with a little pop-up bar at the bottom. Yeah, that's they've right. They've left the that completely behind, so who cares? Yeah. I, I thought there was quite a lot of wackiness in this episode, but mm. because it's like overall... Uh, not amazing. You you don't remember it as as yeah. well. So there's like Burns singing is mm. quite quite wacky. Yeah, but I really wrote down uh, Burns taking people to his house at all for any reason. Yeah, uh, it's pretty wacky. Yeah, but that's yeah, fine. Pretty, I'm willing, pretty weird. Uh, yeah, just to show off his wrestling collection. Sorry to cut in, Cody. No, 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 Continue. no, absolutely. But also like uh, Bart beating up the robot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. That yeah, was that, that was a weird cutaway. Yeah, and it's weird because, like, the whole setup is, like, Bart's taking the wrestling ideals into other sports, but that's not a sport. You don't win show and tell. Like, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. I, I do love them commenting on just the wackiness of wrestling in general, like the amount of people that are called Gorilla. Um, yeah. yes. Gorilla <laughs> Twins, Gorilla George. Like, just the... Gorilla the, position. Getting a full makeover mm-hmm. in the ring. Like, just how... Like, the theatrics of wrestling, you know distracting the referee when the referee can clearly see what's going on in front of him Mm. because he's asking for opinions from the person doing the painting like all that stuff all the theatrics behind it that's fun and i do Mm. enjoy that no absolutely but yeah like we're saying when it finally comes time for bart to join up with abe in the ring 
like it's their first match and they're already because they've run out of time to do the plot yeah they're, they're already doing the oh the maybe this is a bad influence like mm. within the one match he hasn't yeah, like bef- before they've had a single match this is a terrible influence on him yeah yeah, yeah. I was going to say an episode that does that turn very well is uh, the when Homer's a boxer and yeah. Mo has to make the decision, and yeah. that is earned. That is such an mm-hmm. earned moment, and it makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And I think we do have to bring it back to the fucking song. <laughs> God yeah. damn. Yeah. yeah. You know, lyrically, I didn't mind it too much. It was more there was this weird disconnect between the vocals and the music that felt like they they did the vocals first almost. Sure. Yeah, it did just... anyone else find that? Because my sound setup yeah. at home is not great, but it seemed really flat. Like, yeah. it, like it was really, not. Really a di- it did not have a dynamic range at all. Yeah, What's going is, on? Is it is a Hanker's area? That's Burns. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Mm-hmm. How old is Harry Shearer now? Uh, he's in his seventies now. So like so back 60s then, at that point, yeah. he did the Dalmatian song, and that was amazing. Like yeah. he yeah. can do it. It's yeah. Just it felt very flat. I don't know if yeah. he'd moved in this time, but at some point Harry Shearer moved to London and he just like literally phones in his performances now. Mm. And yeah, so maybe like that disconnect you're talking about is part of that, just being on that different equipment over there. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, the performance lacked any passion yes. or drive or Yeah. And you know, Harry Shearer's a musician. Like he can yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Do this like shit. he's even when he's phoning it in, I wouldn't normally say he phones anything in. A lot of lines do fall flat, but I always kinda aim that at the directors because they they're actors and they know what they're doing. Mm. But I mean, aside from the performance, the writing as well, like I get you need to make this point across that, you know, of all the villains, the cool villains of time. But mm-hmm. it's like Burns doesn't know. Oh, thank like, you. Three quarters of these references, like that's exactly my note. <laughs> Burns wouldn't know modern villains, like the- yeah, yeah. And also, why you you've picked the, the idea? Like you're in the writers' room and you're like, oh, we're gonna get Mr. Burns and he's gonna sing. Mm. Great, fantastic, delightful, wonderful. Why? Like, yeah. is yeah. that is that <laughs> the joke? Right? Is that Burns sings and he normally doesn't? Well, that's not the joke because he sings. He's singed, sung he's sing. plenty. Of, he's singed. He's sung he's plenty sing. of times yeah. before, and yeah. they're not riffing off anything. Mm. There's nothing that they're satirizing. Like, why not? Why not do like a pastiche or like a montage of different villain songs from like mm. maybe Disney, and have him do like a, a tiny chunk of like Scar. Maybe have him do like I a tiny chunk I'm of Gaston. A, hey, wearing, look, you're wearing a Scar <laughs> t-shirt. Villains get some of the best songs. So I don't intend to dress for that. <laughs> yeah, do do like a riff on that. Like, actually, just make a like a medley of like villain songs and mm. sing about how be- great being a villain is. There you go. Where's my check? Disney, yeah. give yeah. me my check. Re- replace uh, Be Prepared with Be Hated. And- yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was that? BT, we're on our way. There you go. <laughs> Rewrite oh, the episode. in the mail. Yeah. And that's a classic villain song. God, did you guys happen to see the fucking remake of Flying King? Or? No. 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 <laughs> no. The version of Be Prepared that they did for that is absolute dog shit. Like, yeah. Is it the movie dog shit? I don't know. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, the mo- yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it's terrible. Like all the you know usual criticisms. Oh, what the do they realistic- do to my favorite Disney song? What do they do to Be Prepared? <laughs> They turned it into like slam poetry. Like, oh, the- oh. <laughs> oh. that's terrible. Yeah, like yep. they completely rehauled the song and the lyrics, like, and it just loses any bite. Like, yeah. So you're saying it's anemic without irons. <laughs> Swish. Now Very good. Very All good. right. <laughs> yeah. There we go. And, and let's talk about the heart. You know, it's a Bart and Grandpa relationship episode. How did we think they landed the emotions? Too fast, nothing happened. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nothing. Got, got nothing. My my heart's barely beaten. Most emotion I had was Lisa pining after Nelson. Yeah, that was it. I was like, oh, that's weirdly sweet. That's a genuine moment and something people would relate to. Everyone else, that are, like everyone, is worrying about nothing. Mm. I don't understand how you can have an emotional investment if yeah. the fears that you have, the anxieties that you have, are baseless. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bart is not being any worse than Bart. No, no. When people perform as bad people, that doesn't make them bad people. <laughs> no. How does Marge Just because you're a not bad understand guy this? Doesn't make you bad guy. Yeah, literally. Around Listen that to Zane Gate, Marge. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what was that, like, Sean? No, I was just going to say, like, how does... I just don't understand how you don't understand that maybe you're just bad parents. It's not the wrestling that's doing it. <laughs> you need to figure your shit out with Bart. 
That yeah. would have been a way better message as a takeaway. Yeah. yeah. All these parents blaming the wrestling and then like the itchy and scratchy thing, just yeah. turn around and be like, no, you actually need to parent your kids. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever just sat down and talked to your kids, maybe? <laughs> and tried like, hitting Bart them. Seems, try hitting them. Bart <laughs> figures it out with one conversation with grandpa, apparently, that wrestling's yeah. fake. Mm. He knows. He can figure yeah. it out. God. Well, like even like even sticking to the original plan. If they just had more time, there would be a moment of you know Bart's now finding an outlet for his bad behavior that's giving him fame. And therefore, that's going to reward that bad behavior, which is an amplification of the problem he already has. Which is you know doesn't care if he gets attention of being good or bad. It's just and it's easier and faster to be bad. Yeah, it's that. And it's just amplified, and then that could be the lesson that Grandpa is like, oh, this is what I'm doing. It's not the wrestling per se. It's the focus that he's getting from it. Yeah, the the original problem that Grandpa has with it isn't resolved as well. Exactly. He's just like, I don't want to. I don't like being mean. Nah, do yeah. it though. Oh, okay. I guess oh, I will. Yeah, I got yeah, convinced by that, that singing Mr. Burns. He got yep. me again. Like, <laughs> that's not resolved. And it would have been really simple to be like Bart getting booed and him being like, oh, I don't like this anymore. Because yeah. he's a 10 yeah. year old boy and yeah. probably not emotionally equipped to be a heel. <laughs> yeah, that'd be much more interesting as well. It's like, they're all mean to me on the street after the match. It's like, yeah. yeah that was, that was a great comment, especially because, especially back in the territory days and even into mm. like the 80s and 90s, that you lived and breathed your gimmick yeah. faces mm. literally did not ride in the cars with heels from town to town they would eat separately like you live and breathe that so of course the fans fucking hate you like jericho tried it as late as 2008 even though everyone knew that he's just <laughs> a guy he's like nah mm. i'm still gonna be an asshole to kids on the street but yeah. like, it's just this awareness where we go, yeah, okay, we're all signing the contract together to say that we know mm. that this is all fake, but we'll go along with it. And you really could have, like, there's so much history to comment on there as well. Like, yeah, going back to Gorgeous George or, like, Roddy Pipers or any of those guys who, like, lives outside of wrestling was just dangerous. Like, Yeah. yeah. And it's not as if they don't know this. They reference, like, indirectly... Rick Martel, like they're not pulling like, oh, The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin as the only nods. They like they're not grabbing like The Rock and that's what yep. they're doing. Classic yeah. 1950s to it's, to, it's, to it's the, the 80s territories. It's regional yeah. wrestling where it was literally more akin to the carnival days. So yeah. they know mm. what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Let, use that. Flex yeah. that. Someone cared. Someone at least watched a documentary. <laughs> yeah, they, they all watched Dark Side of the Ring, and that was it. Once. Yep. Well, yeah, drunk. once, once. <laughs> it was in the background with the sound off, but I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? So these are the characters we know and love. Is this show we know and love? Uh, what I wrote down earlier was the biggest integrity break is Marge is virtuous. She does not virtue signal. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, it would be okay as a kind of passing joke, but they kind of dwelled on it too much with the idea of, you know. That's so awkward. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. No, it's can like- I can I quote my boyfriend who is oh, yeah, no, yeah, my, my trans boyfriend who I watched it with, and then I after we watched it, I you sat debriefed. with him, yeah. and yeah. and I was like, please tell me, and I'll quote yeah. it to the world. You did um, load this Chekhov's gun at the beginning, so please go ahead. Here we go. Quote: If literally everything about it was different, it could have been a thoughtful comment on performative allyship from Marge, mm-hmm. but it made me so sad. So much so that if I wasn't watching it for a purpose, mm. I would have asked to turn it off. Yeah. Or more succinctly, punch up, stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that yeah, fucking yeah, sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. That sums it up. These are not the characters, and especially, you know, as I said before, they're not acting in the established ways and the relationships are not set up in the established ways that we know from the characters mm-hmm. that we love. So if you're saying directly, are these the characters we know and love? No. Absolutely not, unfortunately. No. <laughs> we see glimmers. Yeah, elements. Lisa's the most cohesive, I would say. He's also the least featured. Yeah, that's yep. why. I suppose Maggie as well. <laughs> yeah. She has like one of my favorite lines, which is very sad, which is when Bart just goes, it's weird that you don't yeah. consider yourself a young person. I was like, I feel that so viscerally <laughs> inside. <Yeah. laughs> That was a bit of an inside baseball uh, sort of joke, mm. but yeah, I, I, no, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I do buy this for Grandpa's history, though. Like yeah. he does have a yeah. very 
checkered chronology. Weird and varied history, yeah. Absolutely. I buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. And also like a very a very closeted man, not not by virtue of being gay, but by someone that in grandpa's history is very much like, no, I'm the straight-laced one and I look at yeah. the haircut, you can set your watch to that. Like, mm-hmm. Whereas in his past, he was like the exact opposite of that. And he's obviously tried to steer away from that once he hung up the wigs. Or yeah. even just like the fact that he doesn't want to talk about his past. Yeah, yeah. Like that, never that being does. a co- consistent character trait of like, does Abe talk about who he was? No. Why not? He just doesn't want to. Yeah. No. And it that's took, okay and fine. It took someone trying to murder him for him to talk about his experience of World War II. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times, if I recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breaking through the window in a cherry picker and stealing yeah. his grandson. It's like, okay, I guess I'll tell you. Yeah, let me contextualize yeah. what this means <laughs> yeah. now. Maybe you should know. <laughs> <laughs> but and I also by Bart latching onto this and mm. like liking yeah. the character and whatever. But like, yeah, the way the episode executed it all, it was just uh, yeah, you almost had it. Yes, mm. yeah, and Again. that's the tragedy of all mm. these new Simpsons episodes is often there's something there. Yeah, we we can see it. You can yeah. squint and you'll see it. Yeah, the greatest tragedy is wasted potential. So. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say they almost had it. They were very far away from it. But you can see how maybe they could make their way through the forest to get there. (laughs) They were just never going to. But yes or no, would you watch it again? If you ask me to, sure. (laughs) I turn back to Karma's previous comment and turn it off if I didn't have to watch it in the first place. Yeah, I think if you you came around and were like, we're watching it again, I'd ask you why Why? you hate me. Um, If you do like a redux of Simpsons Index, you're like, we're going to go through every episode again. again." Yeah, you know what? If if you asked me, hey, Chris, considering you've been on nearly every queer episode of The Simpsons that we've been, um, and we're going to watch them all, we're going to marathon them and compare every mm. queer episode of the simpsons to, to really each other. see the journey see the journey have they improved have they got worse i would be i would watch it again in that one weirdly <laughs> yeah. unique and specific yeah. and unique to only me. only for academic reasons that's right that's right i'm gonna make sure the next episode i bring you doesn't have these issues to talk no, about that's great i love <laughs> yeah. it I'm, I'm all about it i'm, I'm here for it now nah, we yeah, want exclusively <laughs> exclusively offensive episodes elliot never yeah. <laughs> never bring well, us anything wholesome y- yeah we're basically out of the first 19 years uh, so yeah offense is gonna happen it's just yeah. this is modern simpsons have you considered that maybe you just can't take a joke elliot <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that YouTube commenter was right that I am a beta male carcant. <laughs> I mean, have you considered it? <laughs> Wait, sorry. Is this an inside thing? Did you actually get called a beta male cuck on a comment? Oh, uh, a couple of no, times now. We got <laughs> beautiful uh, new males and we both had to look them up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what new the male. Fuck is a new male? Wow, I've not heard of that before. you slang at me. A new male, yeah. A new male. I think it passed pretty quick and now now we're probably soy boys or something. I don't know. Great. Yeah, it all works so quick. Who can keep soy. up? Yeah, these these kids, these alpha males and their lingo. Yeah, it's all right. My one of my favorite ones that we ever got as a group is when we had Ellen on as a guest spot before she became a fully fledged mm-hmm. uh, like member of Baby Beard. Yeah, then yeah, roll to cast yeah. is that someone commented being like. Oh, I'm glad that's over. I hope we never see her again. And then I showed Ellen that Ellen's like, oh, just you fucking wait. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I sent one to Beige like the other week. Mm. It was actually the episode you guys were on where we reviewed that episode where mm. back in the past, Grandpa had that photographer that was gay that... Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because oh, Elliot yeah. told me what episode we were doing. I'm like, oh, good. Another Grandpa-focused one for the roll to casters. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's and- right. Yeah, it was a recent comment, and yeah, for this episode... That it's was, long as well. <laughs> it, was, it was an essay. It yeah. Basi- yeah, it basically started out as, you can't criticise something because you were offended, and then just fucking like a page of... Like, Whoa! <laughs> I mean, his offence at our offence. I mean, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you it's can. Of, you absolutely yeah. can. It's part of what criticism. Yeah. We are critiquing. We might get offended. You can <laughs> criticise anything for anything. Yeah. yeah, doesn't mean it's valid, but you can. I do didn't it. like that they were all yellow. Yeah. Val- <laughs> not necessarily valid, but it's certainly criticism. Uh, My goodness. Anyway, all right, uh, let's get into what we'd change. BT, what would you like to change about this one? Uh, they open the storage locker and they find Grandpa's wrestling stuff. That cuts out the entire gay subplot, which is 
A, offensive, and B, a waste of time that you could use later and to improve the episode. I really like the idea that Bart starts really liking this idea of getting praise for being, well, not praise, but getting attention for being the villain, finally, but that has a moment of they're still booing off stage and he starts to dislike it. Like, maybe he goes to the Quickie Mart and he gets hassled there and he's like, what's going on? It's like, well, you're a bad guy and people think you're a bad guy. There's much more to be said about that. And again, it has, you know, pretext within wrestling and other mediums. So, yeah, that is a better episode to me. We just need to streamline it down, tighten up them dogs, and uh, cut out the crap. How about you, Chris? What would you like to change? I don't see much. I think that's a really succinct way of doing it. I think yeah. that's that's probably how I would go about it. I actually think you can cut out the storage locker, and I think you you open with, um, maybe you open with Grandpa. I don't know if that mm-hmm. if that works. No, you know what? Keep the storage locker. Just stop it being the little... If you need to do that little um, bottom of the frame gag, the ad, into like that sort of joke, have a televised version of the wrestling match and make those the ads. Yeah, good point. Um, the little jumping up in frame as an ad, I really loathe it as a joke format. The, the function of those devices is to be distracting, to advertise a product to you. Uh, while you're trying to engage with media, having it in media actively distracts you from the act of watching media. So if that joke could just stop happening, I'd be really, really happy. But yeah, I think beat. Uh, I think you've hit the nail. That's that's pretty great. Yeah, the the lower the Chiron or whatever uh, it's called, mm. the little ad like and. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Family Guy did that joke better, where yeah, it pops yeah. up and Stewie's like, "Hang on, what are you?" No, we're doing our show. You get you yeah. get away. How about you finish this candy bar before starting another, you know? Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, their exactly. bread and butter. That's what they know how to do. So Yeah. How about you, Sean? What would you like to change? I mean, honestly, it's a lot of the same. Like, I, I agree with BT. It's pretty succinct in that regard. I think the only thing that maybe, just for me personally, because I didn't like a lot of the, the pop-up ads and the, the kind of the really, really honing in on the storage locker and the reality shows, like, it could just be as simple as, like, if you don't have them find it in a storage locker, maybe they've just gone to clean up, like, help yep. clean out grandpa's home because he's left himself, like, there's just a lot of clutter. And then they happen to go through it and find his old wrestling stuff and be like, hey, grandpa, what's this about? And he's like, no, don't touch my stuff. Like, you, you can get rid of all that and get straight into the wrestling episode. And to me, I would just say, like, that gives a lot of time for them to let that relationship between Bart and Grandpa so you can earn the turn at the end. Because I just think it needs, like, a few more scenes to be able to go, cool, watch them actually kind of working together and enjoying being heels with one another and mm. foster that relationship before he then goes, no, actually, let's be honest, Abe, and what is it? Laddie Liberty or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, just let that breathe a little bit more by cutting out a lot of the filler from the first 15 minutes. Yeah, and that's the part that I really want to see expanded because I thought there was at least a couple more jokes with Bart being in, like, oh, various sure. of his sports, adopting the wrestling heel angle to it and mm-hmm. and the, the cheating and, like, there could have been so much more with, yeah distracting the ref and then cheating sort of behind the back like i felt like it was too blatant to be uh, i don't know work functionally and yeah i wanted to see a couple of wrestling matches with abe and like have him forget about the whole reason why he stopped in the first place and then sort of see it happening to bart where yeah fans are like pegging shit at him in the street and things like that like yeah yeah, these feel like such easy ideas to get yeah slam dunk on this episode it's just such Mm -hmm. a shame that yeah it went the Mm -hmm. way it did all right well i think that about covers it it's time for final note time now it's time and now it's time for our final notes everyone's final notes forgot about that (laughs) (laughs) great yeah where were you on the harmonies sean (laughs) <laughs> uh, I've got, I'm in London so I've got different equipment now so oh, right, right. I'll do it, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you got some final notes though Sean oh absolutely uh, as I already ma- I'll just steamroll through these um, like a well placed spear uh, heave magazine as I mentioned um, oh you know what this is when I loved Marge is because it's not mm. even her talking it's just a very Margeism to do the care she spends in flipping the sides of the toilet paper into a little tie before mm. she gets interrupted by Homer, which just felt like a very lovely Marge moment before she had her mm. heel turn. It was nice. <laughs> I don't know. I love the line, but there was a downside to being hated. Being hated. I was like, yeah, yeah cool. That's, that's cute. I loved all the names of the wrestlers from Babyface Palooka to every single iteration of George. Um, <laughs> just beautiful. 
I've got here booze and booze. We get it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You don't get to make the joke, comment on the joke, and then that excuses the poor attempt of a joke. Like, uh, no. not only make the joke, comment on the joke, and then comment on the joke again, because then Bart's like, "We get it." It's like that's what we're saying. We get yeah. It. You don't. You yeah. don't get to like preempt our criticism, and that absolves you of a yeah. shitty joke. Yeah, you're wearing it a lampshade, putting a hat hat on it, and then putting a hat on the hat, and then saying, "Look at all my hats." Yeah. I don't know. And also just one Burns line that I liked, which is, I wrote a song for you. When am I ever going to use that again? Yeah, I (laughs) like that as well. (laughs) Yeah. And everything else I hated. So that's me. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever need proof that the villain is the best part, who's the hero in Dracula? See? (laughs) Yeah. Artifuckers don't know. Mary Shelley? No. (laughs) Tim? Tim? Although that'd have been fun. (laughs) Is Van Helsing? Nope. What? (laughs) <laughs> it's not the protagonist. Well, he's there, but he's not. You know. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. It's yeah. the yes, yeah, the ro- the j- journal writer. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> That's what I. Heard there we well. are. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. Uh, how about you, Chris? Any other notes? Yeah, I got I got a few. So you know how Mr. Burns looks straight at the camera and mm-hmm. looks to the audience, and we all hate that. Yep. Do you know Lisa does it early in the episode as well? There's a really weird moment, yeah. if you wish to, you can go back and watch it. Lisa looks straight down the fucking lens. She spikes that camera, and I am concerned. They it's didn't, a they didn't, weird vibe. So they didn't do another take because they had to keep it. Yeah, that's right. She's <laughs> a diva on set. Yeah, um, yeah it was it was weird. Um, it's during when Homer's flicking through the channels. She just fucking looks down the lens. Uh, oh. Anyway, um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that Marge... I'm still on this. The idea that Marge thinks that performing villains makes you a villain. Or more Mm. rather, the idea that the writers think that that's a way to write a character Mm. when they write villain characters themselves is odd to me. Not fully understanding that. And that that's somehow like a valid take to have as well. Yeah, Yeah. it's not. It's weird. Anyway, the, the things that made me laugh, they even had a gay float in the Pride Parade. Didn't mind that line. And I think if you had more of it, the wrestling gimmicks, the the older wrestlers falling asleep in a headlock and then the guy yeah. applying the headlock, side headlock, falls asleep, and mm-hmm. then the ref falling asleep, I don't mind that. I would have really enjoyed it had they fallen over for a three count. But if you had, like BT's talked about, a longer episode with more wrestling in it, you yeah. could have had more visual gags. Um, the big puff, the Rick Martel... A uh, yeah. puff of like perfume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's great. The art piece, that's great. Yep. Getting the, the folding chairs, like popcorn. Yeah. Like yeah folding chair salesman, I really like. That. That's really yeah. clever. That's a nice little throwaway. And, and you know, we, we don't stick with it too long. It's a clever concept and it bespeaks the fact that, you know, it's always a folding chair. Why? Yeah. Well, it's just one of those tropes. You yeah. could have that in, you know, uh, if you had those more wrestling things, you have a table that just falls mm-hmm. under its own weight. All of that sort of stuff, because you yeah. know tables fall apart and there's ladders under the thing. Why? Ah, oh, we got to keep ladders under there. Yeah. <laughs> you just make comments like that. Yeah, be- yeah. That's all, that's always made me laugh. Is like, okay, well we've put out all the chairs for this event, so we've got a bunch spare. Uh, where do we put them? Like, under the uh, stairs. I guess we'll yeah. just put them under the ring. The I space. mean, that's the safest. <laughs> just place. don't forget. Don't don't forget where we put them. Yeah. <laughs> and don't let the wrestlers use them. Last week they used yeah. them. This week we'll put them a little bit deeper. Yeah. Maybe yeah. We'll we've had, a, we've a had a talk to them. We've had a talk yeah. to them as well, so that they don't. We they know not them to an use email. them. Yeah. <laughs> we- Look, there's nothing but a curtain blocking the understage bit, so we just we tied a little knot around that curtain string. They're not getting into the chairs. It's fine. And it, it's also fascinating that you bring up, you know, the older wrestlers um, themselves and shedding a light on that, especially in the year of our Lord, 2022, when. All these classic old wrestlers are coming out of the woodwork to have their last matches sort of thing. It's a yeah. very 2022 yeah. thing that like guys in their 70s coming on to 80 are trying to have one last hurrah in the sun. So that would have been great to explore. Yeah, I was just thinking that instead of having grandpa fighting other old wrestlers, he should be fighting like, you know, young muscly dudes and winning. And that's just kind of a comment like on- Like a Rocky story. Exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Not even that, just, yeah. He's just winning. It's like, they, you know, he's doing his old man punch. And they're like, yeah. oh, ah. But yeah, they're still having to sell and like- Yeah, yeah exactly. Breakthrough tables. Glamorous Godfrey is back out of retirement and like he's the draw. So he's winning, which is creating mm. animosity with probably, yeah. Younger wrestlers that are having to yeah. put him over. I'm just writing oh. a wrestling storyline. This yeah, isn't a it. Simpsons episode, though. Fun, fun <laughs> little little quirk. Uh, Hulk Hogan retired that year. 
Really? So yeah, if yeah. you're going to look... Yeah, 2012. If you're going to look to anything in like mm. pop culture, like surely you'd make a comment about mm. that. And Ric Flair retired that year. I mean, he didn't, but, but he, he said he did. But he yeah, did. Yeah. But he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ron Simmons retired. Yeah, yeah, like if you're a fan of wrestling or if you know wrestling, you can play the old guy. I mean, Bob Ackland came out of retirement to lose pretty quickly so <laughs> you can you can do that the story of an old guy putting over a new guy you know what i'll, mm. I'll shut up yeah no wrestling yeah. episode of the simpsons <laughs> see let's make it wrestling podcast went <laughs> yay! yay yes uh well yeah on that as well because i was thinking like one of the hardest matches to watch that i'd seen this year uh penta versus viano four uh, in the triple a yeah. promotion mask versus retirement yeah, and oh man, what a bloody slobber knocker that was! And yeah, that dude, slobber I think knocker. he's in his Penta bleeding. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's God, all I his Instagram how, is. I love how niche these jokes are for anyone that is not a wrestling <laughs> fan listening to this, but I love it more. Yeah, well, I mean, of course he would because he has zero miedo. Uh, yeah. BT, <laughs> do you have any uh, final notes? Oh, yes, I do. Hang on. I uh, was just zoning out for a second there. I have no idea what anyone <laughs> said for the last five minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Beach. I forgot to ask you about your wrestling history. Did you? <laughs> I love Pentatonic. What? <laughs> I know what one of those is. You'd actually love Penta. He's, yeah, he's great. I know, probably. Mm. I've, I've watched a bit, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I forced you to watch a bit. <laughs> I enjoy performance art as much as anybody else. <laughs> Let's see. It starts. The whole thing starts off with, you know, a bunch of reality shows flashing up on screen way too fast for you to read or yeah. enjoy the jokes, mm. even if they were good. It's mm. 17 shows in 11 seconds. It is way too fast yeah. and way too many. It's so weird. Undercuts um, the joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that said, onto a few jokes that I did like, which is, you know, when they're on the storage walls and the guy finds the bayonets and he's like, goes to the pro bayonet expert. It's like, well, if you find the right buyer on the right day who knows nothing about bayonets, you might get $500. And he goes like, yeah, yeah, $500 confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Homer leaning to camera like he's on the show and then there's the wide shot of the family looking at him and he's not facing anything. And they just have the moment of, what? I kind of like that as like Homer's just so invested in TV that... Yeah, it almost doesn't occur to him that's not real. I almost feel like also new Homer is just deranged as all hell. Like he's yeah. an unhinged man. Yeah, but at least there's oh, yeah. enthusiasm behind this stranger. Like yeah. he's just so hyped to be doing this. He's not he's hallucinating the show he's on almost. When Grandpa's doing his first return match, I, th I don't know if he's doing the return match. Maybe he's old. No, he throws a glass of milk in a, like the ring woman's face, and like a bunch, of the audience is just full of milkmen going, mm. "How dare he? That was drinking milk." Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like that. The implication that there's more than just one type of milk. Love yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> there is there's five. Just so many milkmen just for that one match. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the milk has many uses. You need many exactly. milkmen. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Bathing there's, milk? There's throwing milk. There's bathing milk. There's yeah, butter milk, milk. Cheese yeah. milk. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even yeah. consider it. Exactly. Burns uses the phrase mother puncher, which is mm. a good Mastodon song. Mm. Um, <laughs> yep. And yeah, I just had a couple more final notes. I didn't mind Homer's line that writing is for bathroom walls and acting mm. is for getting out of DUIs. That was yeah. pretty good. good okay. yeah. uh, Nelson putting his ice cream sandwich up his shirt. like Oh, that was yeah, good. Yeah, like cigarettes. Yeah. Like the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a move I never understood because like, even when I was a smoker, I tried doing it a couple of times. And that shit just falls it out. It just kept falling yeah. out. Well, <laughs> was your hair all greased back? Because I think that's part of it. Oh, no, no. I, I was always bald. Um, oh, that's where you failed. So. Came out of the womb bald. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Then I'm like, actually, you probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but with a beard, too. <laughs> yeah. The real baby beard. <laughs> baby beard. Uh, I did not care for Homer's constant vino chugging. Yeah. Especially yeah. If, if I had a terrible father, would I do this? And then, yeah, he does it a few more times and it sucks. Yeah, I think that's about it. But yeah, I realised I was going to ask you guys at the top of the show, and because we don't have to do sandwiches uh, at the moment, just, oh, we got a little bit of time. Yeah, what are you guys' wrestling history? We'll start with you, Sean. Sure. My first, I first watched when I was four years old in Thailand. I, we, we, we got wow. a VHS of WrestleMania 10, came out in 1994. The very first match I watched was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart oh, um, in the opening bout. Classic. I heart fell heart. in love with Bret Hart, who has been on The Simpsons, by the way, as mm -hmm. Bret Hart in Mr. Burns' house. So there you go. Um, otherwise had a very awful acting career. Anyway, <laughs> other than that, like I, I grew up watching wrestling. I 
did trampoline wrestling with my brothers for years. Those VHSs still exist somewhere. Um, nice. I decided being a weenie, skinny little teenager, I was like, oh, I can't be a wrestler anymore. So I didn't. And then I kind of came back a few years ago when I was asked to be an announcer for a local wrestling company, did that, transitioned to being a commentator as well. I've now been a commentator and announcer for, well, sorry, just a commentator for a, the largest international touring company in Australia, World Series Wrestling. So yeah, I've kind of been on both sides as both a fan and somebody that has been kind of on the inside, seen the creative aspect kind of been, yeah, on both sides of the fence. So I've been offended by this episode on both fronts. And <laughs> yeah, it's just always, it's just, it's probably one of, one of, if not my favorite medium of telling stories because people kind of just really don't understand. Like, yes, wrestling at its heart is, and most of the time should be very simple because it's very easy to do a wrestling story right. By the same token, it's very easy and very far too often to do it badly. And I think people mm. fundamentally misunderstand wrestling as a storytelling medium. Yeah, yeah that, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. But yeah. <laughs> no, I was watching the wrestling once and my brother walked by and he goes, what do you like about this shit? It's like, and I'm just like, it's like Cirque du Soleil. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's impressive feats, but it also tells a story. And you know, go and he's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because like, I think he was coming at it as like, it's trying to be a sport, but it's sort of. But anyway, yeah, I'm about to get on a soapbox myself. But uh, how about you, Chris? What was your wrestling history? Uh, I've moved in and out of it over the last, wait, hold on, how long? Like 20-ish years watching and like consuming little bits and pieces of it in my like, when I was nine or 10 around then and uh, moving away from uh, getting back into it around like, I think 21, going away from it, coming back at around like, I think 25. And from there, I've kind of kept an, a, more of an eye on it. I think after studying acting and, you know, having uh, the physique that I do, that is to say a pretty poor physique, I have a greater appreciation for people who, who are capable of performing physically. And wrestling is uh, a constantly touring physical theater performance that draws in more audiences than uh, larger audiences than most Broadway shows. Yeah. And I think the the kind of snobbiness that theater has mm. for it is is misaligned. And uh, we should look to it for inspiration. So I'm I'm always thinking of how I can get someone to to take a chair shot or be pushed through a table to open a theater show. Um, <laughs> I don't know how or why, but something about that kind of appeals to me. But yeah, I, I like observing it. I like watching it. I like yeah. critically reflecting on it. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's a it's a good old thing. Uh, yeah. And more people should give it a shot. Even if it is to say, like, this ain't for me. To know yeah, yeah, after yep. watching it to go like, oh, no, that's not, not really for me. But, uh, yeah, yeah, give it a shot. Have a let's, watch. Let's put it this way. Phantom of the Opera starts with a chandelier crashing to the ground and involves a masked man <laughs> pining in the shadows. You know, is it really so different? Yeah, mankind is calling. He wants his gimmick. Yeah, back. <laughs> like I, I need you I, to anyone that hasn't watched wrestling before or hasn't gone to a live show. I need you to understand that the current champion of the promotion that I work for, his name is Corn Dog. He he literally has a catchphrase where he just shouts "source," and the audience <laughs> shouts "source" when he starts punching them. And part of the merchandise now, part of the sales that he does is we literally sell corn dogs. And it's so simple and it works yeah, yeah. so well. Come get a corn dog. Come see a wrestling mm. show. Seriously. Yeah, I, I think we're actually in a really exciting time for indie Australian wrestling as well. Like PWA, especially in Sydney, is just kicking so many goals at the moment. And there's so much great talent there. And yeah, just quickly, yeah, my wrestling history, I don't think I've ever covered it on the pod before, but Ooh, yeah, exclusive. it started out with, yeah, going to a local Video Easy and looking for an N64 <sighs> game to play. I was going to say, mine definitely begins with WCW versus WWE, uh, W whatever it is, you can tell me. <laughs> WCW versus NWO Revenge. Thank you. <laughs> uh, world Tour, it started with me. And yeah, I became hooked on that game. The renting turned into buying and then 
Then I was scrolling through the channels one day on Optus Vision. There's a throwback. And <laughs> yeah, a WCW Nitro show was on. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. Those are all those guys from the thing. Like, mm. I, I don't know why. I just sort of had the impression that these were like fake characters and like Hulk Hogan was the only one in there that was an actual person. But then I'm oh, like, so you, you came in it from the games first before yeah, anything yeah. else. That's fascinating. And yeah. then I'm watching this Nitro show and I'm like, holy shit, that is Dean Malenko. He is an actual person and he fucking rules. And yeah, so from there, I was really into WCW. Of course, that folded and I never quite clicked with then WWF. But yeah, so long later, I came back to WWF because I saw all the exciting things happening in the women's division and they were really like, yeah, early days of like Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks brought me back in. But of course, WWE kind of sucks. So I left them, but then here comes AEW and yeah, I watch everything that they fucking do. I love the promotion. Even in these uh, weird times, post CM Punk ranting and raving, like I feel like they're getting their feet back on the mat track. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck the landing. Flawless. I will say this to anyone listening that is like, don't even, like, don't take our word for it. You don't even need to watch a show. Just as a night out, if you live in a city, I bet you live in a city. If you live in a city, I bet you there is a local wrestling promotion that just puts on shows that's like, depending on where you are, like $10, Mm. $20 or whatever. Just go for one night. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, you don't need to know any context. Just go and be there for a live wrestling show. I guarantee you it's like nothing else. Yeah, the, mm. one of the mates that uh, regular goes to the PWA shows with my group that um, he was saying that like yeah he's not really a fan of wrestling but he just enjoys it as a hang because like when you go see a music concert or a theater performance you know there's an expectation you're going to be quiet and you don't often get to catch up with your mates you know at a wrestling show it's okay if you talk through it and you know you get to participate in it as an audience member as well and it's really fun like and it's yeah. twenty minute intervals and you can catch a drink in between it's yeah yeah. It's, yeah. You actually, sport, you actually have to catch it. <laughs> yeah. it's a wrestler. I, I feel like I just learned my character, which is going to be the shusha. Everyone's going to talk to me. I'll be like, shh, nice. shh, I'm trying to fight. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I'd kind of skip past you, Beach. Do you have wrestling history? Look, I was too busy fixing up muscle cars and kissing ladies on the mouth to deal with all that. Was he not? No, I, I don't. It started with the video games. I'd never really progressed into it. But anytime you chucked a like, match on that was going to be interesting, I'd happily sit down and watch it. I appreciate the athleticism, the pageantry, the madness of us all. Uh, it's just never been something that's really, you know, I've not stuck around for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the couple of nights that, yeah, me, you and Danny have hung out and gotten drunk and I just throw on one match and then, yeah, we all mm. just lump and shit some on Some of those bonkers. Fun. Like, yeah. some hey. of them, like, how are these people not dead? Hey, oh, BG, goodness. here's the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. You're going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah. Uh, someday I'm going to throw on, um, recently on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, FTR versus the Briscoes. That was a fucking barn burner. There you um, go. So- anyway. Got to get out of the wrestling corner because it's time to rank this thing <laughs> on the Simpsons Index. We rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got, okay, bronze, good, silver, excellent goal. But for the best of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm landing on a participant for this one. There are enough good jokes to bring me up. And the, the simple fact is I think it would have been a bronze had it mm-hmm. not been for that first act. Let's go with Sean next. Failure. Failure. I think it fails as an episode commenting on pro wrestling. It fails as an episode commenting on the relationships between Bart and Grandpa, even Burns and Grandpa, like every Marge, like everyone kind of fails as a character that we know and love. And also just has like a lot of like hurtful, gross, like, you know, shitty jokes. And they punch down in ways that they just never should at all. So, nah, failure. Chris. Yeah, it's also a failure from me. I think more because I'm, I'm like, stepping in for my boyfriend here mm. a bit, advocating for being an ally for the, the trans community. Yeah, uh, if he says that he would stop watching it mm. midway through because of because of a transphobic joke, uh, I, I got to throw my my support behind my man. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a failure for me. Um, mm. And and I think even without that, it, it could probably get up to a participant, but it lacks any kind of sway for me to lean that way Mm. uh, in spite of it. There isn't a moment after that point where I go, oh, let's just skip through that. It gets good. Mm. Um, Where I can say it's a participant. So unfortunately, it's a failure for me. Yeah, Yeah, fuck, there's the song as well. I'm going to think about it. (laughs) BT, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm still a little bit stuck on the fact that we had a wrestling corner and that's the one corner we didn't shout. 
Because normally it's, <laughs> you're a ninal god, and that's that one. And yet we have this one. It's like, oh, it's the wrestling corner. I mean, I'm a ring announcer. <laughs> I can give you a ring announcing production. I mean, for... <laughs> I'm not going to turn that down if you're offering. <laughs> but first you go for your ranking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anticipation. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of stuck on this. I did walk away feeling a participant. I'm gonna just mentally lift out the problematic moments. I feel like I don't have the depth enough touch to really comment on them, but just structurally there is issues, and that does bother me a lot. The fact that we spend so much time on a misdirect that could have been better spent elsewhere. That said, there are some jokes I did enjoy in this one. I, it's mostly gonna slip through the brain, and for that, I guess I'm gonna land on a participant. But it's a it's teetering. I would kind of like to kick it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oof. All right, it's right on the edge of that pit. I could just nudge it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will equal a dull participant. Um. Sean and Chris, sorry about that, but thank you very <laughs> much for joining us uh, on the pod today. A pleasure. It's an opportunity to hang out with you and the lovely listeners. It's a great, mm. even if we don't get the best episodes, it's still fun t- chatting about them. Yeah. yeah. And if people want to uh, hang out with you guys on podcast format more, uh, where can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we didn't really talk about it much, but yeah, uh, both Chris and I are part of Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E. You wouldn't believe it, but we are a uh, variety TTRPG podcast where we play a different game each season. Uh, We've gone through seven seasons so far, up to and including delving into Cyberpunk Red, Vampire Mm -hmm. the Masquerade, Kids on Bikes. Uh, We've just finished our season of Avatar Legends, which Chris was the storyteller for. And we're about to dive into season eight, which is going to be Starfinder, which is Mm. science fantasy in space, uh, uh, big creatures doing awesome things. And so, yeah, we're gearing up to that in two weeks' time after we do our interview with Brendan Conway, who wrote, was the lead designer for Avatar Legends. Um, But yes, you can find us on the burning dumpster fire that is Twitter. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We have a lovely Discord community. And if you do uh, like our lovely heads and voices and want to help support us more, we also have a Patreon also under mm-hmm. Roll to Cast as well. That's kind of predominantly what we do. If, if that's right, Chris, have I miss, missed anything? Yeah, no. Uh, if you like role-playing games or if you haven't tried them before, it's a great way mm. to listen to them. Uh, they're all 30 or like 40-minute episodes, so they, they fit in your daily commute. Yep. Binge them or listen weekly. They're fully composed. We have professional actors original music uh mm-hmm. like music composed for the the episodes so um yeah do check it out high production value and uh we also have a uh, interviews with most of if not all of the creators uh yeah, Mike yeah. Pondsmith, who made cool. cyberpunk justin achille who's now like the creative leader of vampire the masquerade like we, we try and grab some big names and and talk to them about why they make the creative decisions in role-playing games that they do mm-hmm. and uh usually from that we can glean something about how to better play role-playing games and have more fun with them so do check it out yeah no uh, absolutely yeah we, we really love what you do and mm. like the production values i can't speak highly enough because like me personally like i don't get into dungeons and dragons podcast historically or ttrpg podcast but yeah the way you guys do it and uh with yeah the heightened production and sound effects and stuff but also that you're still keeping that you know you break the fourth wall you know that you are humans playing a game with each other and like Mm. yeah you really feel the camaraderie and uh, everything and yeah it's sorry when someone breaks the fourth wall to be like oh i'm i'm stressing right now (laughs) it's always like yeah me too i'm sitting here worried (laughs) yeah it's it's an actual play not an audio drama and that's the distinction yeah yeah, so yeah, lots of fun. I'll drop the link tree in the description. Um, but BT, what if people want to check out more of our stuff? Well, more of if they did want an audio drama, they could go to patreon.com slash sidequest studios. Uh, uh, the blanket for really everything we do. If you want to get into our audio dramas, that's there. If you want to get into our other review shows, but more importantly, you can get access to over 100 exclusive podcasts through that Patreon feed. That is right. Ooh. 100 of these boys. There's so many of them. It's ridiculous. There's just content for days. Num, num, num. Yeah. So we're doing a few different shows on the Patreon as well. Um, we're catching up BT on the episodes of The Simpsons that he missed on the mm-hmm. index. And we're also started a new series, which we're having an absolute blast with. Uh, we call it Starring Springfield, where we review movies that the Simpsons cast have starred in. Ah. It is oh. the most interesting mixed bag of insanity. It's great. Yeah. And one of the Patreon perks is you get to tell us what movies we're going to review. But <gasps> mm-hmm. uh, Chris and Sean, like, do any come to mind? Uh, any Godzilla. 
That was, was the first one we did. That was the first one we <laughs> did. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's the only uh, time there's been three Simpsons uh, mm. actors in a non-Simpsons project. Yeah. What about The Pursuit of Happiness? Oh, who's in uh, that? No. Uh, Dan. There we go. Mm. We need more Dan Castle and Edda movies. Yeah. We've only yeah. like had The Return of Jafar. And... Oh, Dan, that's the next one I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Cat in the Hat. Oh, oh who was in that? Dan is also in that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, the other like, one was, uh, yeah, Phil fucking suggested we do the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, oh, yeah, that's great. That's a great, terrible movie. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Dan's in it for like all of 15 seconds just, just setting up voice, the really? opening <laughs> narration, um, setting up this fucking weird-ass yeah. universe. But what if dinosaurs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the vo- opening voiceover. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, good um, but anyway, yeah, I think that about does it here. Guys, once again, thank you very much for joining thank us. You. Thank you, Chris. You're very welcome. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. And BT, thank you too. Uh, yeah, that, I, I'm out, out of the juice. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and all you people are so lucky that uh, you got to listen to me for the last hour and a bit as well. I'm <laughs> um, your host, thanking myself. Your showboating needs some work there, Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am staring myself in a mirror right now, technically. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that's all the mustard in the house. All the mustard in the ring. Sean, do a do a ring announce for Elliot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can sign you off. Um, there um, you go. And that has been your main event of the evening, <laughs> Elliot J. O'Neill. That's probably blowed out by the mixer here, but there you go. Have fun with that. And new <laughs> mustard of the house champion. Anyway, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows, like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. Now, there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.